So you guys know that I am almost allergic to woo. Like, there's a little bit in there. I mean, at one point in my career, I was well on my way to being a midwife, and you can hardly be a midwife without at least a little bit of uh, openness to tapping into your deeper energies and things like that. However, especially when it comes to running a business, I like to keep things very practical, very grounded in reality. It's just kind of the way that it works best for me. And in some ways, I think that that helps protect me from myself, right? I won't allow myself to self-sabotage because I'm just reading the data and doing what the numbers tell me and, you know, taking things step by step. However, every once in a while, (laughs) I come across something or someone who really blows me away with their ability to bridge the, the woo with the practical. And Natalie Jennings is exactly that kind of person. Natalie is a, an amazing, photographer. She is also an educator and a podcaster. She definitely takes a practical sort of step-by-step approach to a lot of areas of her business. But one of the things that she has recently started offering to other photographers, and actually she offers this to all kinds of people and business owners, is tarot readings. Now, Stick with me if you're finding yourself rolling your eyes and thinking like this episode isn't going to be for me. Rest assured, I was also skeptical. And typically when I uh, record these intros, I'm doing it immediately after having a conversation with someone. But for Natalie's, I actually had the podcast episode conversation with her a couple of weeks ago. And then after the, after we hit stop recording on the podcast, we got into this long sort of follow up conversation that ended with her saying, you know what? You should totally, I should do a reading for you. Let me offer you a reading. So then a week later, we got together on Zoom and she did a tarot reading for me. And after our initial podcast conversation, whatever lingering sort of, I don't know, resistance I was feeling or anything else totally disappeared. Natalie's approach to tarot has nothing to do with mysticism or she'll be the first to tell you she is not psychic. She is not trying to channel, you know, the future or talk to the dead or anything like that. She uses tarot instead as a tool to help people kind of go there with themselves. It's kind of like chatting with a coach or a therapist, but rather than having that person tell you what they think you should do, she is using the cards as a way to channel your thinking and help you go down that path. So I'm going to let my conversation with her speak for itself, but I wanted to put out there that if you are interested in reading her uh, written sort of write-up after we had my reading, um, she shared the results and what the cards said and all that sort of thing so that I would have that to reference back. And I am going to share that with you because even though my reading doesn't necessarily have anything to do with you or your business, I feel like it might be interesting for you to see, especially if you are, like I was, a little skeptical, just how practical and sort of helpful for lack of a better word, an exercise like this can be. So I hope that you enjoy this episode. It is a total departure from most of my interviews, but Natalie is a joy and uh, and the things that she's sharing today are legitimately fun. Welcome to This Can't Be That Hard. My name is Anami Tonkin and I help photographers run profitable, sustainable businesses that they love. Each week on the podcast, I cover simple, 
actionable strategies and systems that photographers at every level of experience can use to earn more money in a more sustainable way. Running a photography business doesn't have to be that hard. You can do it, and I can show you how. Natalie Jennings, welcome to This Can't Be That Hard. I am so happy to have you on the show today. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. I, I've been looking forward to this for a while, and we've both had schedule stuff, so this is this is great. I great know. To be here. It has been. It has been a season of reschedules in my business, and uh, it is. I think that's just the nature of the beast, like when you are doing you know, entrepreneurial stuff and Often, especially when it comes to photography work, if you work outside at all, there's always like somebody's sick, the weather is bad, whatever. So that kind of flexibility goes a long way. So I appreciate your flexibility. (laughs) But before we dive in, I am so excited about our conversation today. Every time I talk to you, I have so much fun. I always feel like you bring such a fresh perspective, no matter what we're talking about. Today is going to be even extra in that direction. But um, but for anyone who doesn't know you, this is somehow the first time I've ever had you on the show. So introduce yourself. Let us know who you are, where you are, and all that good stuff. Cool. Well, I am Natalie, and I'm, I live in Minneapolis, currently in Minneapolis. It just snowed last night, so it's the first snow of the year. I'm looking out the window at this beautiful dusting. I started Jennings Photo t- almost 13 years ago, so weddings, portraits, that kind of thing. I'm, I've moved a lot more into like, you know, ad corporate, like editorial stuff, but yeah. I still do families and still, still going strong, especially in the fall with that kind of stuff. And then I have uh, another branch of my business called Photo Business Help, where I do, uh, I have a podcast that we've been doing for almost, gosh, three, three and a half years now. And, and then um, my coaching kind of goes along with that as far as helping other photographers, particularly lifestyle photographers that mm-hmm. want to start and grow their photo businesses. So kind of sharing what I've learned and, and helping people that way. Um, the, the coaching intensive is, is it's intensive kind of one on a lot of one-on-one time. So that's, that's mostly what I'm doing. I love that. Yeah. You've got your fingers in a whole bunch of pies, but I feel like everything that you do that I have had the opportunity to explore is so Great. And again, you it's like I feel like you and I have so many things in common in terms of like very practical approach and all that sort of thing, but um, but come at it slightly differently. So it's fun comparing yeah, notes. Yeah. And I have become quite addic- addicted to your podcast. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Well, so this like super top secret conversation starter that I want to um, chat about. And this is one of these where I'm like, we're so similar in so many ways and then really different apparently in some others. But actually, the more I learn about this, the more I'm like, oh, this is this is super cool. So you have semi recently, I think, started introducing the use of tarot cards when you are working on your own business, like going through business questions and then helping other people with that as well. Give us give us the background on that. Yeah, I know. Everyone's like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Hear the collective confusion. Nope. Yeah. So tarot is something that I just kind of fell into. I think I I really obviously like visual art Mm -hmm. and tarot is very beautiful. It's always been 
something I was interested in, like as a teenager, you know, it's kind of like, ooh, mysterious. And so I started a, an account called Capricorn Born where I started doing like readings for people. And this was as I was growing the coaching thing. And I thought, you know, a lot of what I help people with, and if you listen to the podcast, the phototherapy segments, it's it's all very like intuitive based kind of guidance mm-hmm. where, where I'm just kind of helping people work through stuff. And it's not necessarily a process like this is how you ingest a photo or whatever. And you know, my approach to tarot is probably a little, one of the things I should back up, one of the things that annoys me a lot is whenever you see tarot depicted in any movie, any show, it's always this super woo-woo, like weird, they kind of make, like, oftentimes it's like the villain that like pulls out tarot cards and it's very kind of creepy and weird. But my approach is super pragmatic and very, very straightforward. So you could believe that it's some kind of spiritual intervention helping to pick the cards or whatever or you could just think it's ink on paper and just random and whatever it doesn't matter what you believe with my approach it's just it's just a way to help you kind of get in touch with your kind of inner guidance is what I like to say or your inner wisdom the cards are just there as as a way to trigger ideas conversations um, and almost always people walk away going oh yeah you know because we all kind of know what the answer is I always use this analogy like a coin flip you know say you were like should I move to New York or move to LA and so you say okay heads is New York you flip the coin and it's tails there's some part of your body of your sort of being at there's like a fraction of a second where you go oh or like yes like you already know You already know the answers that you're kind of seeking, but sometimes you just need a little bit of guidance around that or like a tool to kind of point you in that direction. And that's really my approach to tarot. So I brought it into my coaching stuff. I thought, why not? You know, people are always having these bigger dilemmas, not just like, how do I start a business, but but really trying to dig into what their style is and what they want out of it and where they find their creativity and their joy. And that stuff is a little more subjective. So I, I think... I think the tarot has been working really well with it and it's been really fun. I think that's super cool because I, (sighs) I feel like I have a tendency when people come to me with questions about their businesses to, and you know what? I'm going to broaden that. It's not just people coming to me about questions about their businesses. It's my children coming to me with questions about like a situation at school or I just, go into, there's like something in my personality where I go into like automatic problem solving mode, which is something that I have had to spend time and therapy and like all this other stuff to kind of recognize that about myself and then try and recognize it in the moment. Like, I don't think that it's necessarily, I'm not trying to do it maliciously. I am trying to help people, but it's not always helpful for me to just like jump in and explain to somebody, this is what you should do. It's a total teacher quality, you know? It, it is. Yeah. It is. it is. Yeah. But I feel like it's important to keep that in check, right? Where you have to be like, well, my solution may not be the right solution for everybody. So from what I'm understanding of what you're saying, you're, it, this, you're using this as a tool not so much to tell people this is what's, so to speak, in the cards for you, but rather <laughs> to say, here's this, what, how does that How does that make you feel? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And because I think people think tarot is a divination tool. So I'm not talking to dead people or predicting the future, giving you lotto numbers. None of that is happening at all. Right. Basically, what people do is bring a question 
you know, sometimes people don't even really know. They just feel kind of lost and they're like, okay, what do I most need to focus on right now or to hear or like what kind of message? And it, it's back to that coin flip thing. You know, I'll, I'll do, you know, I'll flip the cards. There's usually five or six that we work with at a time. And just like astrology or any kind of thing or a recipe, you know, the ingredients separately don't really mean much. So I try and tell the story that I see with what I know about the cards. And almost always people are like, oh, yes, totally. I need to focus on that. Or, oh, you know, like there's just this recognition 100% of the time. And that's not something I'm, you know, I'm not pretending that I'm reading people's minds or like there's nothing I'm doing that's kind of put on or I'm not, I don't claim to be psychic. Like all of the stuff that's often associated with tarot that make people, I think, feel a little uncomfortable or a little like weird about it. Like I'm really, as I said, super pragmatic about it, but it's been so fun to watch people really grow and make decisions and better understand themselves. I think just by, as I said, I use it as a tool. It's just, it's another tool in the toolbox, just like meditation or, you know, yoga or whatever people like to do. So (laughs) yeah, it's just super interesting to think about it from this completely different perspective where it's a framework that just helps someone steer their own thoughts. And when I was um, getting ultimately uh, getting ready to get divorced. I didn't know that at the time I was in therapy trying to work through what felt like just being super, super stuck in like a, I described it all the time as a room with no windows and doors. Like I was just, mm. there was no, I felt like I, there wasn't any real way to turn and I didn't know what the, um, I didn't know what the right answer was. And it's kind of what you're describing where when you flip a coin and you're just about to look and see whether it's heads or tails, there's that moment where you're like, back of your brain is like, what you really want is this. And I was for, it felt like months or years kind of trying to find what I really wanted. Like I couldn't tap into that. And the the consequences of that discovery or decision I knew had really significant impact in not just my life, but other people's lives. So I didn't want to do what I often do when it comes to something like a business decision where I'm like, well, the worst thing that could happen is that I'll make this decision and later go back and make the other decision. No big deal. Like I knew that it was different for that. And so I spent all this time trying to like come up with that. And it really was very hard. So to think of a, and I'm a decisive person. I mean, that, that was the thing I think that was most difficult for me in that space was being so indecisive. So to have a tool like that for those everyday decisions that get people stuck seems amazing. Maybe that's the magical quality. (laughs) Hang on, guys. I have a quick message for you. Did you know that This Can't Be That Hard isn't the only podcast I host? Each month, my marketing director, Dana, and I team up to bring you a fresh injection of marketing ideas and inspiration on our other podcast called The Consistency Club. The podcast is free and available to any photographer looking to uplevel their marketing game, or you can take it one step further and join The Consistency Club, where you get the extended version of the podcast along with monthly email and social media templates, bonus trainings, and special access to the live marketing events we host twice a year. If you're interested in tuning in, You can search for and subscribe to The Consistency Club wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to join us in the membership, you can visit go.thiscantbethathard.com slash club to sign up. 
Yeah. Well, it, 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 there truly is some kind of, I don't know what's going on. And like I said, there's a spectrum there. There's some folks that believe a thousand percent in divine intervention, we'll call it or, w- sure. or whatever. And then there's folks that are like, this is just, you know, ink on paper. And, but there is some sort of magical quality to that for sure. Um, and I think that, I mean, I think that anytime we are forced to look at something in a different way or just, you know, it's not that the cards have magical answers. It's just that you have, it's just kind of a way to pull it out of you. So it's just another way, you know, even if you walk away from a reading, like thinking a little differently about something like, oh yeah, you know, I do do that a lot or like whatever it is. I mean, then you kind of start looking at that, which you might not have never thought about, I guess. So I, I kind of, again, I try to take a light approach to it. I, I really enjoy the sort of history and the lore and the folklore and all that kind of stuff, but I don't presume that, you know, other people are going to take that on too. I think it works just fine if you're a total skeptic or if you're a total believer. Well, I mean, I guess people could make the same kind of argument about prayer versus meditation versus, you Mm -hmm. know, it's like whether you're attributing what you're tapping into to some sort of otherworldly or other power type thing versus your own intuition that sometimes needs some coaxing to to become clear. And you nailed the the word there is intuition is really kind of helping people get in touch with that because in our businesses, especially, I mean, when you're running, when you are your business, you have to really tap in and be like, is this a good, you can feel, you know, here's, here's an example. You get that email for like a shoot and you just get that like pit in your stomach and you're just like, Ugh, I do not want to do this. You know, we've all had that, you know, it just does not sound fun, but maybe we say yes to it anyway. Mm-hmm. And this would be a great example of like noticing what that pit feeling feels like. And the next time it comes up going, oh, this really isn't probably right for me right. And, and working through that. So, I mean, you can take it again, you brought up going through divorce, you and I, that's one thing we have. Mm -hmm. in common we talked about our kind Mm -hmm. of background of having a ton of stuff in common but that's that's another thing when you're faced with these really big decisions it can also just be a helpful tool it's not going to like give you all the answers that's it's always your work right right it's always your work to do but it certainly can help and I've found that it's just been really really fun to do to do these readings for people because they're always always on point and it just amazes me because I'm just again explaining what I see to people when the cards are out, but it's, it's fascinating. It's really cool. So I'd love to hear like some examples of questions that people have wanted to address with you when it comes to business stuff for that. A big one that comes, like there's a lot of people that are looking around for sort of what should I be doing? Mm -hmm. Like, should I do like subject matter is family's my thing or should I, you know, just kind of like bigger questions around their business. And what ends up happening is kind of a deeper look within themselves that like what, you know, like the cards might show like uh, someone that needs to rest a little bit more and have more space for just being. And like people may say like, oh yeah, well that totally makes sense. I really do. You know, like it's just a self-reflective thing. It's, it's, it's interesting to watch again, because they're just telling me what I'm telling them, but kind of it's like landing differently. For yeah. Them. Yeah. And so then that might guide them to go, you know what? I think that's why I've been feeling weird about weddings because they're so hectic and they're so whatever, you know. And so then we look at another card and kind of explore what that says. And that's one example, but it's it's this exploration, you know, it's sort of taking one question, um, how to deal with clients that are really challenging or that trigger me or, you know, and the cards will maybe suggest different tools or different things that you can do or have, or a lot of times they're very self-reflective. Mm-hmm. Like, have you been 
you know, ignoring this. And people are like, oh, yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's right. like we know, we know yeah. we have all this magic and wisdom and strength within us. But a lot of times people, for whatever reason, need permission to look at that. Yeah. It's like I'm just giving them permission. I'm saying, like, is this going on? And then they're like, yep. <laughs> you know, and then, and then it's like suddenly they're able to take that and and make a decision with it because I think maybe there's a sense of being more supported or or again having having the permission to do that. But the cards themselves are so like tarot is uh, the classic tarot deck, which you would see in a in in a store. The Rider Waite is um, seventy eight cards, and twenty two of them are what they call the major arcana. The other cards are the four suits so like the cups pentacles wands and swords and the major arcana are classic archetypes that have been with us forever so like the emperor and the sun and the moon and all that kind of stuff and so combined that's i mean that's really how it's made up and the the swords are a suit of air and they carry with them qualities about like our mind and our thoughts and our mental processes and stuff pentacles are the suit associated with earth. They're very much about like our physical surroundings, like our, our home, our stuff, our money, our, that kind of stuff. Wands are fire. They're often associated with like our ideas, our momentum, opportunities, things that were like projects we're working on, collaborations, all that kind of stuff. And then cups are associated with water, which is like our emotional processes. So just like feelings, all that kind of stuff. So if, if a spread, for example, had, if I just kept seeing cups and someone's wondering about like, should I quit photography you know, or something like that? You know, I might say, well, this is a really, this is right now, you, you should really look at like how you're feeling mm-hmm. versus like money or other people you're collaborating with or your thoughts. Like these cards are very much associated with the f- feelings. So like, and then we would explore feelings right. because that's what would be kind of coming up. So that's hopefully a little bit of an insight into there's a, there's like so much I could talk about, but that's oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm super fascinated. I'm like, I have to go read a book about this. It's so, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'd love to do a reading for you anytime. So yeah, yeah, that too. The, um, I guess the other thing that I was curious about is how you got into, like, are there other people that are out there helping people with their businesses specifically with it? I mean, I'm sure there are, there's seems like that would be a thing, but I've certainly never heard of it in the photography space. And like, I'm dying to know how you bridged that gap yourself. Yeah, that's a great question. I feel like I always come up with really random ideas. So that could be part of it. But I think, you know, I would say tarot readers that I'm aware of, and I've only myself had a couple of readings done, are are there in sort of a general capacity, just like a therapist or something, you know, like, so I think people come to them with all sorts of different ideas and stuff. For me, because I had this coaching container, you know, where I was helping people and I was noticing between that and like I said, what we talk about in photo therapy on the podcast, Mm -hmm. we call it that. It's just, it just seems like that's what it ended up being, but we're not therapists. Um, (laughs) Legal disclaimer. Yeah. Well, it just seemed like there was room for it. Like I I found myself using a lot of the same language to help people work through stuff. And and I thought, you know, it's a really powerful, I guess, win or takeaway for someone that's first working with you. You know, when we open the program with a reading and and we close it with a reading and sometimes if it feels right, we'll do one in between, but it's an eight week thing. And that opening is really powerful for people. I think it's just, I think because tarot is so mysterious because we don't really know how it works. Mm -hmm. Like it could just be pragmatic and random, but like there's something about what happens when you're in that space working with the cards that is kind of unexplainable. And you're just like, 
Well, if it works, like that's all that really matters, right? You know, like prayer, like you said, you know, it's like we don't really know mm -hmm. exactly what's going on, but but if it works, you know, it works. And yeah. I think I was I was finding that like it just it, there was like this space in in the in the program and in my my one-on-one -on -one stuff that just was like perfect for it. I was like, "Well, this is, you know, and it was something that other people aren't doing." And I I felt I was feeling kind of burnt out. Totally. You know, even on the podcast, that's why we started the photo therapy thing. Because prior to that, there was like 300 episodes of just this is how you start an email list. Yeah, <laughs> this is how you, you know, and that's great. Like, I want to help people with practical stuff about their business, but I found that like I, I was much better at really digging in to like what people, what was going on with people on like a more personal level. Yeah, so. uh, which is awesome, and I honestly believe as much as I tend to be more on the like, all right, here's my four part system for how to blah, 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 like whatever the case <laughs> may yeah. be. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because that's the way that my brain works. It's this, as I mentioned before, I have this kind of hole in my own, I don't know, toolbox where I, when it comes to my own personal stuff, we can, I can be practical all day long about somebody else's business or problems or whatever, as I think is true for any of us where you, when you're not in it, it's so much easier to have some clarity about like, oh, this is probably what's going on. However, you never know all the pieces of somebody's complex puzzle, right? Like I can say, well, most of the time, this kind of a strategy is going to work for somebody who's in your ge general position. But when it comes down to it, we really are the best and only people who should be making big decisions about our lives, our businesses. Nobody else can know <laughs> the inside yeah. of your business and your heart the way that you can. And so so even if, you know, you're full, fully skeptical or whatever about any methodology, not just tarot, but any sort of methodology. What I love about that and what you're describing is that if someone approaches that with an open mind and allows mm -hmm. the process to kind of happen, what they stand to potentially gain is just somebody shaking loose that like dusty neural connection that they needed to make in order to kind of see the whole situation more clearly. Exactly. Dusty neural connection is, is a great way. Of I have it. a lot of those. So <laughs> no, it's so true though, because you, when you say that we, you know, it's, you know, as business owners, we know ourselves the best and, you know, folks listening or signing up for classes or that we offer or whatever are looking for guidance. Mm -hmm. But one thing that we end up talking about a lot on the, on the, on my show is this idea that and I get a little kind of grumpy about it and it's not meant to be against anyone, but like, I think I've gotten to this point in, in my coaching or teaching or whatever, where I just want people to make their own decisions yeah. and make their own mistakes and try new things out because we are all running businesses and every single one of us does things just a little bit differently. Mm -hmm. And so it could just be the tiny, you know, someone's like, how do you run your mini sessions? What tools do you use? How do you, you know, I can tell them, but they might end up going like, oh, I don't want to do that many in a row. I'm going to do this. But to to make that decision, you have to be in tune with what feels good for you. And I think that's at the heart of all of it. You know, our businesses do really well when we're in alignment, when we're feeling good and excited. And yeah, this is what I want to do. And they feel kind of icky when we're either stuck or stuck because we're copying people to a degree where we're not thinking for ourselves. I mean, copying is a great way to learn 
don't get me wrong, but like at some point you have to adapt it and make it your own. And so I'm, I feel like this is a great, you know, the tarot is a great tool for helping people do that, you know, have more agency over the decisions they're making because, you know, that's, that's what it's all about. Like we all, you, me, like your simple sales system, it's like, you just like tried stuff and then invented a thing because it was filling a need. And it's the same, I mean, it's the same way tarot ended up in my coaching. It was like, I was doing it for other people separately. And I was like, oh, this is, this could work. And so I tried it and it did work. So now I'm just doing it. But that's kind of at the heart of what I really want to convey to people that I work with is like, you have the answers Mm -hmm. and sometimes you just need a little help and a little support to, to pull those out. No. Yeah, totally. I have found over the past couple of years with the podcast and doing more teaching and working with photographers, and then I think just broadening that to creatives in general, people who are in business, but who are kind of artists first. It's a strange combination in the world, strange with no negative connotation, just sort of like it's an unusual situation where you have someone who starts, does all the work to start a business, but that's not kind of their primary motivator. And in many cases, like money isn't necessarily even the primary motivator. It's a necessary piece of it, but it's not the end all and be all. What results is that there's much less clarity about the direction that you should go. And a lot of artists also aren't naturally confident decision makers. You know, I mean, they do want someone else to show them a path. And the, the frustrating thing for a lot of people is the fact that there is no one path <laughs> as an yeah. artist. Like yeah. there are myriad paths. And so, yeah, I think that finding good guides along the process is really, really helpful. But then learning to tap into your own wisdom, sense of agency, and trust that is Mm. really kind of the point at which you go from being a potentially a struggling artist to someone who is like running, running the business (laughs) with a capital B. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned the word clarity, my favorite word. (laughs) Um, But that's, that's kind of my aim in, in all of, you know, like the greenhouse is the eight week program I was talking about, but like I talk about clarity all the time. And that's what I talk about on the podcast. And people are like, well, what is that? And I'm, you know, it's really, it's truly getting to that place where you feel good. You feel aligned. You've overcome the imposter syndrome, which we all have. You're not the only one that thinks you suck. Sometimes Mm -hmm. we all are there, but it's, it's when you're clear about something you know, for those listening that are procrastinating, you know, you're like, oh, I've got all this stuff to do and I have still to redo my website. I have still to whatever. All of that is, in my belief, procrastination is just a huge indicator that you have a little lack of clarity. And it's because whenever we're clear about something, we go for it. Like, have you ever done a project at your house where you're like, I must right now go to the store and buy purple paint and (laughs) glitter and like a you know, like you have this weird need to get something done when you get a good idea yeah. and you're excited about it. Like yeah. people just get, look at your Amazon orders or something. Like sometimes I'm like, why did I order that? Oh, I was in, yeah, I was in that project, you yeah. know? Um, and it's the same with our businesses. When we can find that space where we're clear, like, oh, cool. This is what I'm going to do in 2023. Like this is, I'm excited about this. And you just, it's like, that's when it doesn't feel like work anymore. That's when the to-do list doesn't feel sticky or heavy. It feels like you're flying through it because you're so excited to do it. And back to the tarot, I mean, that's just a piece of helping people get there, you know? So there's totally room for 
you know, pragmatic, like teaching people how to do stuff like Mm -hmm. SSS, whatever, you know, it's, I certainly do help teach people like the basics, but I think that this other piece, this intuitive piece, this trusting yourself piece, and then ultimately finding clarity is it's, it's a, you can't really outline it. It's different for every single person. And um, just guiding people through that, I think has been really fun because everybody's in a slightly different place. So you can't kind of one size fits all a lesson for that, you know? That's super cool. Uh, Yeah. This has been so, I'm trying to think if I've had a conversation even remotely like this in 200 episodes of the podcast. Like, (laughs) I think this is it. Um, Yeah, this has been so great. And so just like eye opening, I'm I am definitely going to take you up on this uh, reading offer. And I imagine that a lot of people listening today might also be curious about that. So um, so before we sign off, tell everybody where they can find you and where in particular, they can find out more about these readings. Cool. Yeah, thanks. No, this has been so much fun. Thank you. I really enjoyed it too. Um, photobusinesshelp.com is the the main website and forward slash tarot will take you right to the tarot booking if you wanted to test that out. It's just 30 to 45 minutes over Zoom. So it's very, you know, very one-on-one, you know, private. Um, and then Photo Business Help also has links to the podcast, which is called Photo Business Help. Mm-hmm. And and then the greenhouse, which is the big eight-week coaching container. So it's all there. And at PhotoBizHelp on Instagram. On the gram. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, you guys, uh, if you have not heard Natalie's podcast before, you need to make that a priority. It's a really great one. Um, and you've got such Thank a great you. podcast voice, too. Oh, <laughs> thanks. I used to host a – I was a, I played jazz trumpet, of all things, oh, all through nice. college. So I had a radio, a jazz radio show uh, for like three and a half years in college and after college. And people were always commenting about that because <laughs> I think I tried to talk, you know, I was, I was in my early 20s at the time. So I'd always be like, OK, this is Miles Davis with, you know, I was I don't know. I, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, my goodness. So I, dro- I drop into this weird like my voice is, I think, a little more nasally in real life. No, I just. I drop into this conversational voice and I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Well, you've got the, you've got the smooth jazz voice down. Pat. <laughs> so I love that that has an actual basis in reality. That's so fun. That's so funny. Ah, I know. Well, cool. thank you so much. This is, this was a lot of fun as, as it was last time. So thank you. And we'll, there will be a next time. No doubt about it. Well, wonderful. Have a great day. You too. Well, that's it for this week's episode of this can't be that hard. I'll be back same time, same place next week. In the meantime, you can find more information about this episode, along with all the relevant links, notes, and downloads at thiscan'tbethathard.com slash learn. If you like the podcast, be sure to hit the subscribe button. Even better, share the love by leaving a review in iTunes. And as always, thanks so much for joining me. I hope you have a fantastic week.